What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's show. If any of y'all hopped on yesterday, you know I have a near and dear guest tonight. Got my nephew, Alex, sweating him on here. What's up, brother? What's up, dude? How are you, man? You doing all right? Yeah, man. I haven't yeah. actually seen you in a little while. Yeah. Debbie, is this the first time you see me with my haircut? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you put such a fancy picture out there for us yesterday. I mean. Yeah, it was a long hair picture. I haven't taken any short hair. I had, to, I had the Jesus cut before. I was like yeah. the Walmart Jesus. That was my nickname. Walmart Jesus. Why does that <laughs> not surprise me? This is what kind of show you guys are in for tonight. So, a <laughs> little bit of background here. We're going to let Alex tell a story tonight. But my nephew here has been super involved in social media, video, influencers, creator, you know, stuff, stuff yeah. music, <laughs> I mean, everything, like, I've only known Alex, my nephew, he's 22 now? 21. 21, almost 22. 22. Soon, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's coming up. So, we've known each other for about four and a half, five years now, I think. Yeah. Too long, honestly. Yeah, almost too long, almost. <laughs> Past that comfort zone now. <laughs> So, yeah, Alex, as you guys know, is my older brother's middle child. He's, he's the middle one. Mm -hmm. um, Alex has always taken on, like, the craziest projects. <laughs> Reminds me so much of myself when I was his age, but... Prettier, but prettier. Yeah, and a bigger pain in the ass, but <laughs> we won't get into all that. But Alex is, you know, I'm super proud of what he's done. He's... He's created something called the Creators Factory. And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background, how you started out and like how this evolved? Yeah. Uh, okay. So what is the Creators Factory? Um, best way to explain it is we do two things. The first one being te teaching people how to do social media full time. And then the other one being uh, the second one being that we manage people who are already full time. So. When you see an influencer with uh, 300,000 followers, our main followers get like a sponsorship or brand deal. Um, that's what we do is we'll help them get the sponsorship and then, yeah, helping people grow to be able to get to that point. So um, how did it happen? Uh, how far back did I go? I'm not going to go too far. I dropped out of high school, I think, junior year because I started with drop shipping, which is just online, online business. And... Uh, was successful with that and decided I wanted to not do school because like you weren't going to learn how to do that through college like any college course so just decided I was going to like learn it through books learn it through uh, YouTube and mentors and experience really just learning it by failing and trying over again so uh, yeah just like put me on the path of business pretty early on um, focused on growth so sales marketing branding uh, not so much on product side and uh, just seeing that social media is being the really one of the best ways to grow, I like dove into that. Um, had a girlfriend who this is about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Had a girlfriend who had thirty thousand followers on Instagram. Um, I don't know, I think she had twenty thousand, and then uh, dated. Like I just like stayed away from any of her social media stuff. I was working a consulting job. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to, like, you know, con combine, like, relationship with work. So I uh, just kind of, like, stayed out of her world of social media. And then um, at some point, like, I would just give tips and, and help here and there. And then she finally kind of gave me the go-ahead of, like, okay, like, if you were going to grow me, how would you grow me? 
And so uh, basically she, like started taking my advice and um, I think within, and that was past last November. So she grew from, so over a year she grew 20 grand to 30 grand on Instagram. And then when I started working with her, like actually started doing stuff with her, went from 30 grand to, let's see now. Let's see what she, her Instagram I was gonna say, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, so she hit 300 grand like a week ago. So that's like six months to get to 300 grand. Um, but now let's look at what she's at. And this is all organically, like yeah. There's no ads. There's no money spent doing this. Like, she's at 355k, so she'll hit 400k in like a week. She gets like 8,000 on average, like 6,000 to 8,000 followers a day. Um, so that's what does she do? Like, what does so she, she promote? Posts, influence or what is she? Yeah, so she's like a lifestyle, uh, like a, a, a wholesome uh, creator. So it's like just like funny stuff, funny posts, uh, the trends you see on social media. She'll like hop on them and do them. Um, yeah, I know we're not able to like show an account, but yeah, just like wholesome stuff. Um, yeah, so she um, just like her success story made me go, okay, like I was just applying the business principles and, and things that I knew to the social media world and growing her, like it, it's almost like selling or marketing like a thing and she's just the product. I'm like, I've, I've sold and marketed things that are much more difficult than like a pretty girl with, you know, that makes good jokes. So um I was like, yeah, let me apply my knowledge to this. And so she grew. And now the Creative Factory is like taking all that information, the knowledge, how we grew her and putting it into a course teaching other people how. And then the management side. So we'll get her deals and stuff. And I'm like, well, we can get more creators deals. So Yeah, so basically what he's done in a recap here just shortly is he's created a master class out of this basically that he's developed this really badass web page you guys should go check it out. Sign up if that's something you're interested in because he does he does this coaching. He does this mentoring. He's he's always been selling or marketing something. Like, always. Like, this kid can sell ice to a damn Eskimo. I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, he's always trying to get away with something, sell something <laughs> in one way or another. Like. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell the story about when you put glow-in-the-dark rocks in your parents' yard while they were on vacation <laughs> and I was in charge of watching you, but... Why not? Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get there. Maybe yeah, we'll sure get some, there. We'll have some fun stories pop up. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, uncle and nephew relationship. It'll be 101 on that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's taking Hannah... I guess I can say that. Like, I there's no reason to not say who it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hannah, like you said, she she had a good following. Um, I mean, that's a hell of a following having 20, 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. But he's taken that in like less than six months and gotten her 10 times that mm -hmm. and rapidly growing it. He's gotten her endorsements from like Manscaped, ma yeah, manscaped major companies yeah. that these... I'm gonna call them, fun. I'm gonna call them kids, but they're young adults. Like you know, they go out and do this stuff all the time and get. I mean, this is all like hardcore cold calling, gorilla sales. Mm -hmm. He's taken all that stuff, but then through trial and error, he's created this course. That I mean, I'm impressed. Like I'm gonna check it out. Hopefully, he's gonna give me the free yeah, pass login. 
Yeah. You know, and it helped me get some sponsors on here too. So, you know. Aunt, Aunt Pam just messaged me. She's like, you, you guys look great. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your family texts are going to blow up. That's why we have to have them on silence because they're <laughs> going to do this the whole time. They'll all be logged on today. Yeah. Sarah's on here saying hello. Your dad's on here. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sarah's already bringing up when you guys posted noted my rap. Too. I wasn't going to bring it up so soon, Sarah, yeah, but I yeah, guess Sarah, Sarah, Sarah put it. it out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, the, program like master class course whatever you want to call it is just um just being able to shortcut you there so you don't have to go through the same mistakes i think we're gonna put out for two hundred dollars but it's like if two hundred dollars saves you a day is it worth it a month is it worth it six months you know so yeah i've i could spend two hundred dollars and um accelerate whatever i'm doing by 2x 3x like i would definitely do it so that's why is that like i don't know there's other courses out there like thousands of dollars like yeah and they cover like a bit of what we cover. It is called an investment. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. pure and simple. And yeah. he's spent, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many countless hours figuring this stuff out mm. and messing with this stuff. Like I said, like he's gone down so many different avenues, figure this out. I mean, this kid has green screens and sends me the craziest videos <laughs> and gifts. They're like, I mean, it's, I've always had an appreciation for it, though, because it's so artistic, and it's, I mean, it's you. I mean, <laughs> it's through and through you, your roommates, your buddies. Yeah. You, you guys have always been creating stuff and selling stuff, and, I mean, I admire it. I, I mean, you guys putting yourself out there and doing it. Are you ever going to do your own? Yeah, so you gonna- actually part of um, the program now, now that's, that it's, we're putting it out is documenting uh, the journey of multiple creators through it. So I've actually got some uh, creators who are like small, but I like, I really believe in because I can just see like their passion for it, their drive for it. Cause that's the biggest yeah. thing is just actually like committing to it. So I've seen some people I kind of spotted them like, okay, we're going to put you through this program. We're going to put you through it for free. We're going to coach you for free, which would usually be thousands of dollars, but we're going to document this journey. So the next six months, every call we have, we're going to record it. Um, and then I myself also, I'm going to like go through my own, program and video like this is me doing this like this workshop in the course this is me doing the um you know the the notes i took on this video and here's how i discovered my brand and and then actually like fulfilling it um because i feel like that itself is like such an awesome marketing tool so yeah yeah. absolutely i mean you and i have sat down and had dinner together and i mean you've told me a lot of this stuff about my show like you've kind of blown my mind before and it's like (laughs) It's the stuff you and I, Biz, sit and talk about. And, like, we're talking about implementing X, Y, and Z and, and staging it mm-hmm. out for whether it's the common sense portion or the music portion that's coming up soon. We, we've set and had all these strategic meetings and, you know, set with Brandon. And then I go have dinner with my 21-year-old 20, nephew, and he's like, yo, bro, you need to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? Like... Yeah, he's like, yeah, you need to, you know, define your brand, define this, define that. And I'm like, how do you just have all this, like, already figured yeah. out? Like, Spent years on it. But he, he has. Like, I mean, he's literally dove into this stuff. So, But you said one thing that I've struggled with, and it's the dedication to it. As a creative myself, I know how to create. Mm-hmm. I just don't know the business of creation yeah. so this is, to that level. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's really like the biggest thing that one of the biggest things that's, that's driven me is because uh, like I use this, this kind of uh, analogy or story metaphor. I don't know. I failed English. Um, 
It's like you can speak it. Yeah. Shit, you good. <laughs> you like, like a you like a, uh, a creative. So you have like you imagine like you're like, you're like Michael Jackson, but the thing is you're Michael Jackson in a garage in some no name neighborhood in California. So like you're this amazing amazing artist. You're this amazing creative, but you're on the side of a street in like a neighborhood that nobody knows about. You're with your bandmates in a garage. Like the only person that hears you is the person walking by, walking their dog, and they don't even mm-hmm. like your kind of music. So you're Michael Jackson, like you're incredible, but you're stuck in this garage. So. There's these people who are like so amazing, Michael freaking Jackson, but they don't know, oh, I have to get onto the street. I've got to get out onto like a main street. I've got to get like, let me put myself on a platform. If I have louder speakers, more people will hear my music. If I wear like more flamboyant clothes, more people will grab attention to me. Like if I go on a billboard. So, um, but it breaks my heart to see all the Michael Jacksons just don't understand the business side of getting more exposure of how to wrap people in to grab their attention so that's what's driven me is because i have so many people that like not that i know but that like you just see so many people have this passion for something they want to be a writer they want to be an artist they want to be a photographer a poet a a musician and then they fall off because they are they're they're fighting to have the dedication but they don't have the business side of it so So. let me ask you this is there a covid made everybody discover their inner creative and online and business and all that. But is there, is it, I I know it is important to have a niche. You have to have your lane. Do you feel that the whole thing is just oversaturated period or there's always room if you have the drive to push yourself cream rises to the top. So if there is a million photographers taking pictures of, uh, low angle upward buildings with pretty sunsets mm-hmm. and you just love that and you do that how do you separate yourself from the other 10 million people that are doing that and i'm not saying give away core secrets but yeah. i'm just talking about along the line if i'm a portrait photographer which i am what do you know what i'm saying how do you then survive in the ocean and actually find your sunshine your path your $30,000 a month or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, so I actually just shot um, a free uh, training like YouTube video on this, but I, I'll try to like shortcut it. Um, there's basically three types of creators. You have information creators. Okay, you follow these creators for information. They're teaching mm-hmm. you business. They're teaching you advice, whatever. You don't really follow them because you like their personality. You follow them for the information. Then there's entertainment creators. These are the people that you follow just for, they're funny. They're entertaining. Their videos are just crazy. And then you have connection creators. And these are creators that you follow because you like them. That's the only reason. They can be talking about, like, goats playing golf. You don't care. You just like the person, right? They can be talking about whatever it is. But because you have a connection with that creator, they're able to post about whatever. So uh, finding your niche or finding your thing, I always tell people that focusing on being a connection creator is the most important part because there's always going to be someone more entertaining than you. There's always going to be someone with more value to give than you, more information to give than you. But it's not like um, I'm going to ditch a friend because like, oh, I found a better friend now. It's like you're friends with someone. Like it's, it's, it's a, um, yeah, you're, you're really looking to, like people will try to find a niche. Like I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to take this kind of picture. I'm going to do this kind of thing. But when your niche is connection, when your niche is relationship with people, then it doesn't matter so much what you post because they're there for you. Like, I'm following you because I like you. And I like all the other stuff you do, but at the core of it, I just like you as a person. So, yeah. 
That's that's like the best answer to give to that. So that makes sense. No, yeah, it I, makes I, sense. I, so totally you gotta sense. you gotta find your lane within those creator types, and then focus your your work on making those connections. Whether it's multiple, but at the base of it, you think the mm-hmm. connection part is the biggest part. Like so yeah, that they like because you. other if if this if like for instance if this podcast was just entirely about information, there's someone else out there that's able to give better information. Right. There is. If this podcast was just entertainment, Logan Paul is just more entertaining. Right. But you have connection he with said I'm people. not entertaining. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> he's, he's, he's sliding them in already. But, but connection-wise, like, you yeah. have people that love you, and when you are able to make – connection is purposeful. Like, it's a skill that you build. And so when you're able to connect with someone across the camera and you find your type of person to connect with, um, then, you know, you're going to give information. Like yeah. You do here. You're going to be entertaining like you do here. But at the core of it is connection. So Right. Yeah. By the way, just because your mom's on here now, too. So, I mean, your mom wants to let everybody know you did not fail English because you're not good at English. <laughs> you failed it intentionally. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jared wanted you to talk about Mr. Aruba. If you tell that story, I swear to God, I will kill you. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was classic. My first encounter with my nephews. Oh, well, let's see. You, you're already getting a lot of questions on here and getting kind of blow, blown up on here. So. All right. So connection on creators. So what's the biggest mistake you see people make? Whether and maybe it has to be more specific because you deal you deal mainly with creators. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know how much that breaks down into like musicians, photographers, podcasters. Are you focusing within that or are you trying to keep it real broad no, right now? Yeah, keep it broad. So um, I guess my niche would be people who want to do social media full time. So, right. So that could be a brand ambassador. That could be yeah, a it podcaster. Yeah, it could be a musician. It could be an artist. could be those people. Like they want to do like music but the music is coming, like, it's, it's happening through social media. They eventually want to do YouTube. They want to share things, like, their life. So They I want guess, to get found. Yeah. Um, but people who use social media for business specifically, like, I want to sell my product. I want to sell my uh, whatever. Like, the, the Creators Factory isn't built for that. Like, do I know things about that? Like, is that what I do? Yeah, like, I'm selling a product here. But, um, yeah, but I focus with creators um, who just want to do social media. It's usually YouTube. Or, or uh, like Twitch full-time, but also creatives that are like musicians and such. Um, biggest mistake? Um, that yeah, the average not, person makes. Yeah. Like, what do you think just, that they spend the most time on that they shouldn't? Or Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind, but I think uh, the biggest one is not realizing that they have to play the game of social media. So, uh, like, trends are trends for a reason. So, so many, especially, like, musicians and artists and people that are really like in love with their own creativity or in love with their own art they won't play the game like they will go like no i'm gonna stay original to me i'm gonna i'm never gonna do a trend like that's just no so not who i am and okay well if you're not playing the game then the game is not gonna like reward you and so you have to use trends you have to use those things but you have to do it in a way that's authentic to you and no way should you be fake so you have to find a way to make both work you have to play the game and remain like original to you uh, that's a big thing I see with like musicians and very creative people. Other than that, it's just people who uh, kind of treat it like, oh, if I post enough and 
I keep going, like, it'll work. And it's like, no, like, you're actually going to need to, like, invest in yourself and your education and things like that. So just, like, not putting enough into it, I would say. I fell in that category for the record. He was telling <laughs> me how I needed to do all that stuff. So <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're working on that. We're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to tap yeah. into that a little bit. I What's mean, really but like, he, you've done this with musicians, all kinds of stuff, because, I mean, I remember when you guys were – Staying in the old house that Posty Malone was, yeah, was you know, recording in, in and stuff like that. And you were running around with musicians all over the place. I mean, you guys were in, what, Colorado recording. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you've traveled all over and done a lot of cool things. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's usually that musicians and, and those are too focused, like, on the music. And they aren't focused enough on the business. Like, it's not the music industry so much as it is the music business. So, yeah, I'm just just playing the game and realizing, like, if I want to be seen, then I'm going to need to um, do the business side of things, the marketing side of things. So, yeah, Are you going to bring musicians up in this program as yeah, well? Yeah, we've, we've, uh, there's two people who are coming through the program. So the future of the program is to be able to do, so like the full-time creator program is what it's called. But eventually we want to do like a streamer expansion pack, a musician expansion pack, a uh, artist expansion pack, a writer expansion pack. I'm calling it expansion pack. Um, but it's essentially like, here's the fundamentals. Here's what it takes. Now you as a musician are going to do some things a little bit different than a, an artist or a streamer or just a YouTuber would do. So, uh, yeah, we're bringing those people up through the program. So that way, as we get into the fine tuning of things with them and their uniqueness as a musician, we're able to build that into um, like a, a furthering of the product, but yeah. What's the number one thing people don't do enough of? Hmm. I think looking into the future and just realizing, like, yeah, it's just very, uh, especially with our just society, our culture, like, we're so short term visioned. Like, we're looking at, like, how do I get 500,000 followers this month? How do I get 500,000 followers this year? Instead of looking at, okay, I want to do this with my life. What am I like? What am I willing to sacrifice? What am I actually like? If I really want to do this, this is my five-year goal. This is my 10-year goal. Like those words just don't even come out of like most people's mouths. They're just looking at like, yeah, instant I want to gratification. Do, yeah, the instant. And then they, what happens when you have such a short timeline is that you see like this timeline and then you see a hit here and it's like a drop. It's like, dang, that sucked. Dang, that sucked. Dang, that sucked. Dang, that sucked. And you're looking at it, it's like, dang, this has sucked so much because you're. it's like this much of my entire timeline. But when you look at a timeline that's like bigger than this room and you look at like a small piece, it's like, yeah, no duh. Like this, this part is going to like look like it's bad and it's eventually going to come up when they have a timeline that's this short, like three months, like, you should not be expecting in three months to be up here. Like you should be expecting to be like still somewhere where you're still trying to figure things out. So yeah, and the steady growth. Yeah, that discouragement and that like, yeah, the, the discouragement like gets to so many people. And they're like, dang, like I thought this was gonna be, I thought this was gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone would be doing it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the biggest. Because everybody sees the instant gratification of just seeing the successful part. They don't mm-hmm. see all the work that goes into building it. And, and, yeah. and growing it over a time period. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Beast, I was watching a, a video, he's you know biggest YouTuber, he was talking about how a thousand days straight, he and four other guys, like Carl and, and the other people in his, his, uh, on his YouTube, like the main people, they got together for hours and hours every day. 
and talked about how like what's this is what we want to do. So they they went ahead and put the goal of like a thousand days we're gonna talk. Like it wasn't like we're gonna talk for the next three months about how we're gonna do this. It was like a thousand days we're talking every single day about how to break it, how to grow, how to be go viral, how does YouTube work? And they talked. He said they talked every single day on Skype. And some days he'd get on at seven a.m get off at 10 p.m. and wake up the next day and do it. Like, if you had off work, they're all on that Skype call, like, just breaking stuff down together. And so um, there's the people like that who, like, maybe they're not as naturally gifted or naturally talented. Like, I wouldn't say that Mr. Beast and, and those were naturally gifted now. It's naturally talented. They came at it through, um, like, brute force. And tenacity. just, like, we had tenacity just learning. Like, they didn't have the the amazing, vo- like, a musician, the amazing voice or the artist, like, the amazing thing. Like, they just put the hours and they put the work in. Um but yeah, for the people who are like amazing musicians or whatever, just naturally the amazing voice, and they get on social media and they realize like business isn't going to happen by luck, and uh, yeah, not enough people treat it like business. So, how do, how are you? What what transition point is it where you take them from one program to the other? Like, hmm. is there a number like? Do is there a goal like when you hit this, we start transitioning you over into the other program? Yeah. So the way the the program is structured is there's uh, what we call the volunteer stage, and this is when you're doing social media like a volunteer. You're doing it because you enjoy it, because you love it. Because that's the first part. If you don't enjoy it, you love it. Like you should stop doing it. Like what's the yeah right? Like go do something you're gonna love. This isn't it. Like cool. So there's a volunteer stage, and you're doing it because you love it. You're not making any money from it. Okay. And then the part-time stage you have, you're doing it and you are making a little bit of money, but not enough to be full-time. Like you're still having to work a nine to five because that's usually the hardest part is they don't have the time to do it. And if yeah. you're a college kid at home and you've got all this free time, like, oh my gosh, like you're so in the clear to just like create content and learn and learn. But when you're literally having to pay bills and work nine to five, it's difficult. So anyways, part-time is that stage where you are um, doing social media, making a bit of money, but not enough to be full-time. And you got the full-time stage. That's like the goal. Right? Yeah. Well, you're full time. This is all you do. This is your job. This is what you love. And you don't have to work another job. You don't have to work another uh, source of income. And then we actually put a fourth stage. Um, we tell people, like, this is the above and beyond. This is like the Mr. Beast. Um, not everyone wants to do that. People don't want to put in the like, crazy amount of time. So we shoot to get people to full time. But the fourth stage is being a why notter. This is someone who's able to, like, hey, bro, you want to go jump out of a plane and then crash two planes together and then, like, make it rain confetti and, like, a million dollars from the sky and make a YouTube video? Yeah, bro, why not? Like, it's a why notter. Like, you can just say yeah. why not because it's not so much about the it, – it's, it's, like, you have – to be a why notter, it's the information. So it's not, like, a level of money. Like, $20,000 a month and you're a why notter now. It's, it's not like that. It's the information. It's the skills, the education you have. Because I can give you, like, a million dollars and the best, like – cameras the best audio equipment like a huge budget and you're not going to make a better movie than quentin tarantino with a handy cam and ten thousand dollars why because he's a why not it's it's his education it's his skills it's his knowledge not the amount of money he has so yeah so that's like the the program so it's not like someone reaches a certain point and they move on to the next program it's like here's the base here's like the foundation here and then okay if you're going to be a musician this is the path to take here. This is like the expansion pack. Yeah. If you're going to be a, a, a poet or a, a writer, this is the expansion pack here. So. See what I mean, Biz? Well, I hope. <laughs> now, first of all, you ain't getting out of here after we leave because we're going to sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm signing up as soon as you leave. But 
Uh, Donna, I hope that answered your question. Because if you look at the last comment, Donna was hitting on the head. It's like a lot of creatives don't have money. They can't do this. They got to live. How can you even take the time out to try to create your path, your wealth, your purpose, whatever, if you've got to live, but you just kind of broke it down before I had a chance to bring it up. So, Don, I hope those stages kind of answer your question. And you see, he really has this thing broken down into stages because, yes, we still got to pay rent. We still have to pay bills, light bills, mm -hmm. and all that as we do this. So, the volunteer side is basically managing your time to do this passion as it builds. It's like from the entrepreneur mindset, you know, you work your part time until it equates your full time, and then you can finally let mm -hmm. that full time go if you're in that position, but you still have to diligently work for it if that's mm -hmm. what you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, the same thing as doing the podcast. I mean, it's it not like uh, it's not yours nor my day job. We, you know, neither of us see. I'll this. say it. And Garrett is funding this whole darn thing. This is him. Now we got some sweat equity over here, but he's the one that's making this happen because it is his passion. Mm -hmm. You know, for now. But when you do that sacrifice and you make sure everything is going for what it is, and I say personally, you have grown, Garrett, because when we first started the first three episodes. I won't call oh, him train man. records. He's going to call it a train wreck because he's critical of himself. But the learning, the knowing. I know because I was a program director in radio for years, so I knew how to look at talent, how to make sure that when you take a break in the radio, how to get to the point, how to say one thing, how to do it, so you can keep an audience engaged. And I'm just watching Garrett grow into it to where now this is like breathing to him. You know, it's not. I'm yeah, suffering. I think I'm back suffering. at the whole prep and stuff that I used to do, and that we. What was your prep? Like, what'd you do? Man, I mean, like, when we first started out, I mean, I had, I was fortunate that I had connections to really big names. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I had NFL athletes. So, I mean, these guys have been interviewed thousands yeah, of times time. by, like, big name reporters, you know, ESPN, yeah. CNN, Fox, you know, you, you know, you name it. They, they've been interviewed by people that I shouldn't even be having this opportunity mm -hmm. to interview them. And yet, these were some of my first, first interviews. Yeah. Or first sit-downs. And so you, you came in like, so you, so you play in the NFL? <laughs> it, it wasn't as much like that as it well, was. It was more of he had, the, you know, he had the guy's whole autobiography right there so he can try to play it back and do this. And then as it grew, it just became a conversation versus an interview. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it went from me doing so much research and preparing questions and having this like over here, I didn't, I mean, this, really the first time when I gave Biz a mic was like I needed somebody to watch what was being commented Take a look at those so that I stuff. could stay engaged but also not just so I could stay engaged because I had questions over here mm -hmm. of like how I, I mean I had the show really scripted out of like let's go through this segment mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this up see where this goes but I can come back to here and I mean, I spent hours doing that stuff each week for one show, you know, and I had it all scripted out of like wh where I wanted it to go. And then I would say like and um mm -hmm. and all I'm these so filler <laughs> words and stuff that you just use when a pause or silence is OK. Mm. Like sit here for a second. Like don't look at me like that. It's, it's all good. Like it just. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, to, to be able to feel comfortable doing that mm. and just let things be and naturally just let conversation go, 
that's to me that's where i feel like i made the most improvements especially at season one Mm. season one it was even though i didn't want it to be an interview i was making it an interview versus where i just wanted a conversation where we're sitting down sharing a cigar you know having some pours telling Mm. a story sitting here having a conversation like we would here in the lounge that was my goal but it was really like an interview for, I mean, God, pretty much all of season one. But <laughs> I think each show got better and better. And you, you see that in the ratings and the view times and everything else. That, yeah. But that's, that's a hard thing to learn. And some of it, you just have to learn doing it. Yeah. Like, like you said, times, yeah. you have to just do it. Like, and not do it because you enjoy doing it. Do it because you like doing it. Because some of it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like, not every piece of content you put out there is going to be good. Most aren't. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not every live video, especially if you're doing live stuff. I mean, like, that's, that's really hard to do and to grow in and not be too critical of yourself and to grow in because there is no going back and editing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, and then you can put it out on other platforms and just show the best of that, which we probably should have done a little more of, and we're going to do stuff now. I mean... We learned some stuff earlier in our meetings today that I'm super excited for using chat GPT and some other other extensions that are, I mean, I'm mind blown. Like, you're yeah. like, yeah, I told you about that three yeah, like months, months ago, ago yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy. Chat but, GPT is nuts. Dude, it's nuts. We found one today where I can literally, what you and I are talking about on having somebody paid to go and take timestamps and chop up and edit videos. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's an extension now already in the chat. You probably already know this where I can literally take my YouTube video, put it in there in 30 seconds. It gives, it cuts everything, breaks it down, insights, summaries, like puts timestamps next to them. So I can be like, Alex said this. And like, it'd be like, it'd give me a little insight and be like, Oh yeah. I remember when he said that, like we want to pull that, two minute little clip right there like mm-hmm. now we can do that easily without crazy production times like a lot of these things and that's what you're talking about like with your courses learning these things i mean we're two year, two seasons in now and we're just now figuring some of this stuff out so i mean like how much more can be gained if you spent 200 dollars and did your course you know yeah. to where you cut those things down because sit and listen to yourself talk for two hours do you know how brutal that is yes i mean like listening to your own voice for two hours and trying to take notes and timestamps, and you're going back and forth and then i gotta send it to biz and then he's got to go back yeah. and then he's got to listen to it and then he's got to make these cuts like it's not fun that's brutal yeah like you really have to enjoy that part of it or you're really screwing yourself because if you don't do that you're, you're kind of up shit's creek. Like, yeah. it's a part of it. You have to find a way to do that one way or another, whether it's paying somebody to do it, doing it yourself, making the time. And like we were talking about a minute ago, when you start this stuff out, it's not your day job. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are fortunate enough it is, but most 99.9% aren't. You're doing this in your spare time, mm-hmm. building it up, hoping so that it can it be too. something. And paying for it. Yeah. Like, None of this shit is cheap or free. Like, even if you do it completely on your own, even if I didn't have biz, the initial investment to start out at this level and have all this equipment, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's a lot. 
You're talking soundboards, cameras, and these are laptops, like almost six hundred dollars each. Just microphones, microphones like, cords, stands, a space to record in, lighting. I mean, there's just so much to go into it. Yeah, that my I ass think is I'm, homeless now after I bought all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> homeless. <laughs> Listen to this guy. But I mean, you, you. A lot of people don't tell you the thing. I think a lot of people jump into it and they're like, "Oh, I can do this." But then they start realizing, like, "Wow, I shouldn't have spent this money. I could have spent this money much money better." So, I'm sure from digging through your website a little bit, that's part of his courses. He talks about the equipment you need. Don't buy this. Buy that. You only need this equipment. Don't start out here. You don't have to be Michael Jordan or Joe Rogan out the gate. You know, you can start down here, and if you do these things, you can put your timeline out like this and watch it. Good content has nothing to do with the camera. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I first I was started. I say that. You can start with a phone. You can start Anything. With- I mean, phones are actually made now. There, there's a guy, you know, I shoot a wedding. It's going to cost you eight grand for me to come shoot your wedding. That's just facts. There's a guy right now that's charging 1500 bucks. He shoots your entire wedding on an iPhone 14. And when I say everything looks amazing, it looks amazing. It's the tool. It's the person that uses iPhone it. iPhone 14, he shoots your whole wedding. Yeah, literally. How Any, many women, I, I want to know how many women are actually going to agree to that when they see this guy. Somebody that's budget conscious, maybe. And then if they cool. see his portfolio and his work, I'm telling you, okay, what's the other thing that I do? I DJ. Yeah. So do I need to go old school and bring... You say, I have no faith in you if you don't show up with two 1200 Technique turntables and 37 crates of records. Or if I show up with my controller in my backpack, I'm still going to slay this whole building and rock the party regardless. A tool is a tool. You got to have 808s, Biz. You know what an 808 is? Yeah, I know. I'm just okay, I was just about to say, like, that's a drum machine. Like, I, people do that too, though. But it's, it's now in the day and age of the tool that you use. A good photo is the composition, it's the lighting, mm-hmm. and it's the clarity. And if you can do that with the iPhone, you can do it. People shoot movies on iPhones. It doesn't matter that if you're judging a person by the equipment that they use and not the results that they get, that's where we get a little bit convoluted. Don't be scared just because these microphones, yes, they're like $600 microphones. That's only because I really wanted a chance at having the best quality, but you can still get amazing quality from a $35 Bluetooth microphone if you're in the right environment. It's all about what you do with the tool and not just the tool. Now, granted, if you have a Hyundai that's a three-cylinder versus a Lambo that's a 12-cylinder, there may be some different results. But I know people that can probably get that Hyundai around the track faster than I could in that Lamborghini if I didn't know what I was doing. It's how you're taught to use it. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some... uh, So, I was convinced I needed a really good camera in order to shoot video content. Like, I'm just one of those people. I was like, I, I need that. And so I went and got, um, I was actually gifted a really expensive camera from Hannah. And she, um, so, so I got this like incredible camera, like great, like now I'm going to be able to shoot like great stuff. And then for some reason, like my algorithm on, on Instagram and such starts showing me um, these videos. And the entire premise of the video is I shot on three different cameras. I shot on my iPhone, I shot on a $500 camera, and I shot on a $5,000 camera. Tell me which one is from which camera. And I'm watching this footage, and I'm like, I can't tell. Exactly. I can't tell the difference between a $500 camera and the $5,000 camera. And then it went even further. There's another video I watched that it showed, like, a like a 30-second, like, sequence of, like, shots and, and B-roll and stuff. And um, it showed 4K 
and it showed 1080p, which was just HD, and it even showed, I think, 720p, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't differentiate. I could you not. I'm sitting there, like, looking at my monitor, like, trying to pixel peek and, like, really see. And I'm like, that one's got to be 720p. That one's got to be this. And I look at it back. And, like, I thought the 4K was 720p, and I thought the 720p was 4K. And my monitor is 2K. So I'm like, I could see the difference between 1080p and 4K. I'm just like. But that's just <laughs> it. So what I've learned. Well, you're also probably, you know, if you master using an iPhone camera, but the $5,000 camera you know this much about and it has so many functions and stuff that you can't even mm-hmm. fully take advantage of, what are you going to be better at? Yeah. So you're going to be better at mastering your iPhone camera versus a $5,000 camera that you don't even know how to use 90% of the functions. Well, here's the difference, and it's very simple. It's what you just said. It's all about the size of the deliverable. So this iPhone, what we're watching this on right now, I guarantee you 90% of everybody's watching this on their phone. Mm-hmm. Or even a screen that's maybe 20, no, let's say a laptop. 1080p is going to look super crystal clear, crisp. 4K would give you a little bit more glossiness, but that's about it. The two cameras I got in that bag is made for you to watch on a 70 millimeter IMAX screen if you wanted to. It's all about the size of the deliverable. So if you're making something that where you're, majority of your audience is not going to watch it on the Cinemark Superplex screen Mm -hmm. and looking at the latitude and the rich colors. And if you ain't John Wick whooping somebody's ass for two hours and 37 minutes, that's all you need is the iPhone Mm -hmm. or something like that because it's going to look gorgeous and beautiful on something that's the size of a, at the biggest, maybe an iPad. And it's going to look great. And that's all. That's that's the main difference. The bigger, more expensive cameras are made to show. It's like if you take a photo on your iPhone, you can't blow that photo up to be the size of that picture behind you. And it look pixelated. My phone, it will. I can put a a photo on the side of a building and it'll look gorgeous because of the resolution. Mm -hmm. If you're not using that, then you don't need to spend all that money. And social media, like people are watching, like nobody's scrolling through social media on their iPad. Nobody's scrolling through on the laptop. Like shooting with your phone is more than enough. Like hundred percent more than enough. Like it is the the composition. Like I would invest in lighting before I'd invest in, all day in a in a better all day. Camera. And Absolutely. light is what allows anything that you shoot with to look better. The better it's lit, the better it's going to look. Yeah. That is Absolutely. our ne- that's the nerd portion. Gene, of he our, probably has the eight today. tracks you listen to on vinyl. So I mean, he could probably do that for you. I mean, if you want me to get you business numbers so he can <laughs> DJ your next house party. We can make that happen. I can bring eight tracks. That's what's happening. So I said, you know, that's more Dean's speed. You know, Fonzie. The awesome thing about social media is like you don't have like the startup cost. Like if you just have an iPhone, like you're good to go. Really. Like you don't need a better mic, you don't need like you can use like light from Windows, you can use light from Yeah, I mean you watch Gary V, he rocks around with the old school plug in the headphones that came with the old phones, like still uses them on his phone. Yeah. And he records, I don't know, what would you say, eighty percent of his content? On his phone Probably, with his yeah. headphones in. I mean, and he hasn't and lost a viewer a or a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I just, all I know is you take Visa, you take debit card, whatever. I'm signing up as soon as we sign <laughs> off. I'm in. There you go. So, what else would you say can make or break somebody as far as? really transitioning like like all right use use our show as an example what what advice would you give to us on growing the show and getting sponsors and stuff like what what things do you think we could do better um 
So it's different. For your age group, because yeah. your demographic is actually like, it's funny. I'll pull it up here real quick just to show you. Not that I have a way of showing everybody else on here, but when you look at like our demographics on here, like so Apple Podcast hits hard. Like that's not even live. So we've talked about not even doing the live show anymore. Sorry, I'll use the, all you people that love the live show. We've talked about doing pre-recorded, cutting it down, cutting to an hour. But that 28 to 34 is 30% of our audience. Mm-hmm. Then the 35 to 44, the old man my age group, you know, <laughs> like that that hits in here real hard. The elderly. <laughs> yeah, the elderly. God, he's calling Hold me on, man. elderly. I'm older than him. <laughs> I know. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I had to put up with? But, yeah, so, I mean, when you have those two demographics going, like, how would you capitalize on that? Like, Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is getting more uh, eyeballs on the podcast. As far as getting sponsors, um, like, kind of similar to how I tell creators, like, I'll tell them it – it's not like you got, let's say, 10,000 followers. It's not worth, like, having to hunt and chase someone down and, like, really convince a sponsor to give you a deal for $200. If you spend all that time just growing, just get to 100,000 followers, they're going to be walking in the door, like, handing you $500, right? And it's going to yeah. be time after time. So I think sponsor-wise, like, getting bigger because people will just, like, you won't have to hunt or fight or find. Like, they will come to you. It'll be inbound instead of you trying mm-hmm. to cold call outbound. Um, so that's, yeah, for sponsors, do uh, you have, do you notice, uh, YouTube's the hardest or does it because for growing, for growing, like yeah. YouTube was the hardest because until you get a hundred spot, a hundred followers, you can't even have like, you know, like common sense, the podcast, like as a search thing, they've changed that recently, oh, but really? before I had like this algorithm that was like this long, like my, my own little brother, TJ couldn't find the show. Yeah. Like I had to send him a link. Like it was that hard. Yeah. Like it's probably came from like bots and stuff. But from uh, show uh, f- formulations and all that stuff. Like what for podcasts? What do you recommend more? Like what? What do you yeah. think for growing? Because we're on most of the platforms. We are going to make an announcement here soon. I am in talks with Rumble. We are going to be going Rumble. on to Rumble very soon. Um, not to freak anybody out, there will be a subscription-based platform. It's going to be three tiers. We're still going to have the free stuff. Common Sense will still be free. We'll have the merch. The website will be live. Give me two more weeks. It might be done by the end of this week, but I'll say two weeks. The website's almost done. We had a good like hour and a half meeting this afternoon on that. Um, merch in the works. Um, I would say the biggest thing is when it goes to subscription based, that's going to apply more to the music portion of it because you're going to have live shows you can watch and you will also have a Q and a with the band or artist. Um, The VIP tier will get you where you can log in live and ask questions You'll get premium notice before, like, the space we're looking at will probably hold, I'm going to say, 30 to 40 people comfortably seated, and it's going to be a very small, intimate setting with big names. 
you'll get the first notice that if you want to come to the show live as a VIP subscriber, you'll be able to get those tickets early. You'll have that option. Then the next tier, you'll get to watch everything and have that access and you'll get to know about, you know, upcoming events. And then common sense and the rest of that, that'll all still be free content. It'll all be tied together, cross-promoted. So, Dude, I want to come to those live shows. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, you're... There's a couple of them I guarantee you you're really going to want to come to. Like, we're working on some really interesting stuff. And I'll, I'll announce the name. The name is probably two weeks out. I have a meeting Saturday. If everything happens and between now and the next show, if we get all that squared away, I'll release the name as soon as the domains and all that stuff's purchased. So that none of these weasels can come in here and, like, you know, steal any of that stuff. Because <laughs> then there'll be some jack wagon that watches this shit hold and goes out there and hold it hostage and want $50,000 for the namesake or something. Seen that. Seen mm. that. Not a fun time. What but like? what, what's your biggest thing for, like, growing followers? And maybe that's platform-based, uh, how you can yeah. break that down. Because I know you're big on doing Instagram, yeah. TikTok. In YouTube, yeah. So I put out, and I stay away from TikTok. Like I'm, I'm not doing TikTok. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Here we go. All right, here but we go. Yeah, you, here, you can here give we me go. The business. Um, so here, here's the business. Um, so I, I put out a. Uh, this is one of the free videos that I put out, like a training video. Um, here's the concept. There are platforms built for fast growth and platforms built for slow growth. And it's, it's like Alex. Like, why would anyone want the slow growth? The slow growth platforms, which are YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, um, what are some other Apple ones? Apple Podcasts. Like, yeah, Apple Podcasts. These long form things that the, you there's not much discoverability. Someone's not just going to find your thing. These are slow growth because people can't discover you. Like people, you're not getting pushed uh, by the algorithm to to new people. So here's the thing about slow growth, though, is that they once you have a following, they are very stable. They're great for monetization. They have longevity. Um, you have a deeper connection with your audience. Like someone that watches this podcast is going to have way more connection with you than if they watch five Instagram videos. So you have these slow growth platforms. They have their use. They should be used, but the problem is they're hard to start. They're impossible to start on. Then you have fast growth platforms. These are your Instagram, your TikTok, any platform that pushes you and they're like short form Facebook, videos. Yeah, Facebook like Reels, those. Um, yeah, so that's, so there's fast growth. The problem with fast growth is that there's not like a long-term game plan. There's not, like the monetization isn't good. Like you'll see creators with 200,000 followers on Instagram who still struggle to make money. 50,000 followers on Instagram who still struggle yeah. to make money. It's very different from someone who has 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. So you got these fast growth platforms. You will, uh, yeah, you'll grow fast, bad for stability, bad for longevity, bad for monetization. So you, I, I kind of see them as like two puzzle pieces and uh -huh. you just, you just put them together. You grow on the fast growth platform and then you transition people over to the slow growth platform because you're getting the, okay, I've got a lot of people showing, like coming to me, uh, like I'm just growing fast, but I'm also need to get that longevity from the slow growth platform and the monetization and those yeah. things. So, how to grow a podcast. You're not going to grow if you stay on YouTube. Right. It's not. So, how do I 
how do I grow fast? Like, how do I take advantage of the fast growth platforms? You're going to cut down the podcast into, and you want to do video because there's an audio on Instagram and TikTok isn't going to work well. So you want to do a video, cut down the podcast into many like short little clips, and then you're going to post it on Instagram, post it on TikTok. Um, that's how you how you grow the po- uh, how you grow the podcast. But what's the point of the podcast is really largely what it depends on. So if I'm watching a podcast on uh, investment strategy, real estate investment strategies. Why are people following that page? They're following it for information. They're an information creator. Right. So if they're there for information, there's other ways I can give them information than a two-hour podcast or an, yep. and, a, and 30 second snippet of a two-hour podcast. So then I'd start doing trends that are like real estate investment jokes. I would start doing, um, in, I would do um, like mini lessons like you just hold the camera up like here's the thing i learned today i would do a story of here was a property i bought and how we flipped it how much we made from it here's mistakes that most uh real estate investors make like you're able to just you don't have to do a youtube video to do that or a podcast to do that you're able to just grab the camera and do those script that content out and post it um so then you look at okay why do people watch the common sense podcast okay whatever that reason is that people are going to watch the podcast and if that's primarily just the personalities then you create more personality-based content, more connection content. Hey guys, here's a story of how I met my nephew. And then the awesome story, right? Here's a story of my first uh, my first job. It's like, why would anyone wa- wanna watch that? Because they like you. Um, and it's, you know, you tell jokes, you're getting a little bit of entertainment in there, you can tell a little bit of information, but it depends on what people are there for, and then you just cater more. So I suppose the Mr. Ruba thing. God, yeah. I hope it doesn't go viral. That's the third time I've seen that because it's that in the comments. That might go viral, right? God, it's bad. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> hey, man, and I'm, Aruba's that like, tells that's, you that's, how that's, bad that's my is. second home, bro. It's so bad, what's going bro. on? I it's gave bad. him the opportunity. See, see, that's, I, I, see we're, we're growing in this relationship. <laughs> see, so, it's growing. Yeah, you seen how uneasy he was in his chair when you said Yeah, I was. Yeah, you see how red I am now? Like, cool. So, yeah, fast growth, to slow, to fast growth to slow growth platform. That's the way to go. So how to grow the podcast, um, getting really down on your branding. So, like, understanding why, why do you exist on social media? Like literally why yeah. you're here. Well, I want to give like young entrepreneurs business advice. Well, I want to give my family a place for us all to connect because maybe it's not meant to grow to millions of followers. Maybe it's just meant to be for like 200 really close people. Like it's like whatever your goal, whatever your intention is, but you have to understand what it is. And then it's like in business, like how do I make a better product for them? How do I better serve these people? How do I better cater to these people? So you see like, um, so there's, Okay, I don't want to go that direction. I want to go in this in the direction of uh, let's imagine a this is a trap though, because let's imagine a fashion influencer. Okay, someone who just shows a lot of outfits. They show their modeling stuff, but they want to be a YouTuber. They want to be a long like they they don't want to be known for their the clothes that they wear and how they look in their body. They want to be known for their personality and their funniness and, and those things. What happens is a lot of people say niche down, so be a fashion person. And so then the, the, the creator, the influencer goes, I'm going to just post about fashion stuff, just fashion stuff, that's it. And people follow them for fashion stuff. And then what happens? They decide, well, I want to do vlogging. I want to do personality. I want to do YouTube. And then they start to show their personality and people don't like it. They don't want it. Why? Because they were there for fashion. They weren't there for you. So being sure that, like, this is why you have to, have to understand what your brand is for, like what, what your brand stands for. So that way you are able to, cater towards that and not go like in the wrong direction so there's that as well
That's so, awesome. Man. Yeah, you don't want to niche down too much. So if you go like, oh, like the common sense, we talk a lot about business and we talk about um, sports and we talk about music. Cool. If you just want to be about those things, then don't expect for people to follow you for you. Expect them to follow for business, music, and the other thing that I said that I don't remember anymore. Um, so you just have to like really know what it is that you're there for and make sure that you don't niche down too much and realize like you're another human being that is like people want connection with you over the screen. So that's why I think, I don't know, just the connection is such an important thing um, and being a connection like creator is like you may, you're not going to be the best entertainment, you're not going to be the best information, but you can be a freaking awesome friend. And that's yeah. all it is, is being a connection creator, is just being a freaking awesome friend. So, yeah. So who, who, do, who do you think, like, so I have my, I have like my goal guests, like top other podcasters I would like to podcast with, stuff like that. Yeah. Who are your top, like, I don't know, three, four, five? People who, that I would love to talk to. Yeah, or that you would, that you would like to... <sighs> You know, or that you model yourself after, that you yeah. that you look up to. You know, like I could say Joe Rogan, I could say Aubrey Marcus, I could say Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. I could say Jocko. You know, I could say Sean Ryan. Yeah, I could, you know, like yeah. picking these people that I think. You know, I could say Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. <laughs> you know, two bears, one cave. You know, like have you seen the new movie, the Machine movie? No, or I want to see it. Though. Yeah, I want to watch it. Too. I want to see it. That'll maybe maybe we'll have to plan that up. Yeah, we'll go see that together. Maybe. Uh, top people, um, I would say the people that, like, I don't even know their names of. Like, I, I know that there's there's someone. So, like, you see Mr. Beast, uh, and he's huge, right? But yeah. what you don't see And I is, think that is the dumbest shit in yeah. the world. Like, this does dude stuff, just does but, stupid shit. But he's not meant for you. And then he's show, yeah. No, it's not. It's not, it's not <laughs> my generation. It's not my, it's not my That's thing. That's so true, but yeah. like, to realize when you're watching something like that and to see how big of a monstrosity he is, like, that's mind-blowing. That just doing those little things, just as much as he's done them, yep. has made him what he is. You know, like, Geary V, I get it. You know, like, I like Geary V. I don't listen to all his shit. I, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of it, but I don't listen to all of it. Like, I'm not like, I have to listen to this on my ride to work. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. But... His key stuff, I'll, I'll tune in. You mm-hmm. know, like there's, I would say, but like I understand that, like I get that. Like he went from the wine library and helping us, and, and he's he's systematically grown it. I can see the method behind the madness, Mr. Beast. I still can't see the method behind the madness. Yeah, like it's just like I flush content down the toilet relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, and like eventually the shit started sticking. Yeah, like. Literally. I got better. That's what it is. He, he always spent. I mean, he just committed to like the thousand days. Like he he. Uh, there was one video I saw where he literally he said we we took a, a, the most viral videos on YouTube over the past like few years and just, like the ones with the most view most views. And then we we downloaded the thumbnails, like five hundred thumbnails. And thumbnail is like what you see before you click on the YouTube video. It's a thing yeah. inside. And they, they, he said they downloaded it and they just analyzed every single one down to like how bright is this thumbnail. That kind of like tenacity, like he just he learned how to get people to click a video. Like it's really this simple. He learned how to get people to click a video. He learned how to keep people watching the video. And YouTube rewarded him for it. 
because the algorithm will push when you keep people on their platform because YouTube makes money from the ads that they show people. Yeah. But he just was like, those are the two main things. Like, how do we get people to click the video? So you've got the title and the thumbnail. And how do we get people to continue to watch the video? Now, what we see a lot of times is like people will do the thumbnail and the title really well. Like, I'm giving a million dollars away, blah, blah. And then you get to the video and it was, it was like clickbait. So people click off and they don't watch the whole entire thing or you aren't entertaining. You don't hold people's attention. The story isn't good enough. And so like the viewership goes down and the algorithm doesn't push it. So um, he just kept after it and like just literally like, yeah, just tons and tons of content. Um, error, 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 kind of success. Error, 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 success. Error, error, error. Like just, uh, it's that like, this was bad and then, okay, we did good here and then just, just trial and error, just six, failing until you succeed. Um, the biggest thing about Mr. Beast is his tenacity and that he wasn't naturally talented. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing I admire about him, but I'm really interested in, uh, like I would love to talk to the people behind um, the business side of things because yeah, he makes money from YouTube stuff. But what people don't see is the like Mr. Beast Feastables, which is like a, a, a candy brand. The Mr. We Beast, had one of them burgers. My kids Mr. made Beast me go burgers. get a Mr. Beast burger. Those were all around the nation. Like all around the nation. Like yeah, I didn't the know amount it of money existed. that made. Yeah, the amount of money that that made, like I, I don't know if they if that's like public information, but I would bet that money the money they made from that is almost like comparable to the money they make from the YouTube stuff. Yeah. Like genuinely. So because That's you imagine crazy. like you, you sell a burger, you sell like candy, like to one person, let's say profits five, ten dollars per whatever. All the things are like nine at, bucks. Yeah, well you look at a YouTube video and then it, it like per person that watches your video, you're only getting like I don't know what it is. Is it two cents or something? So like I don't know, I don't a, make any money off social media yet. YouTube you get like a million views and you'll you'll like a million people watch your video and let's say you'll make um, I actually don't know the numbers. Maybe it's, yeah, let's say it's just $10,000 because it changes so much. If you have a good audience or a audience, like if you make a finance channel, a million views there may be worth, you know, $50,000. If you have like a acne popping video or acne popping channel, like it doesn't, your audience doesn't mean much. So right. the money you make from a million views is going to be you know, $3,000. So it's a huge difference there. Um, but the amount of money, let's say Mr. Beast makes from 10, a million views is $5,000. Great, but he goes and sells, uh, what, 500 burgers. So a million people watch this video, he made $5,000. You go sell, you know, a thousand burgers, you make $9,000, right? So it's like the amount of money they make from this other stuff, from the candy, from the chocolate, from the burgers, from all the other stuff they do. Like, I want to know who's behind that because to be able to run like a national chain, like how did they mm -hmm. make that happen? How did they just like snap and like, boom, we've got chocolates going, we have drinks going, like, that would be someone I'd love to talk to is who's able to like turn that or like manage all of that. Not so much for the, like, how do they grow it? It's like Mr. Beast already grew, but how do you manage so many different things? Like it's almost, it's an entire organization. He's got to have a know? board. There's no way that it's just him. He's got to yeah. have a board or a subsidiary he, or something. He that's bought a whole entire uh, neighborhood for his staff members. I'm not kidding. Like he bought that's like, smart. I don't know if it's 20 houses or 50 houses, but he bought a whole entire neighborhood to run just, his business basically. Just to have people and have people close, so they don't have to drive thirty minutes to come. And they're like, here's your house, and they don't have to pay rent. Like he's paying rent. Like he bought, literally bought the houses, and he's like, here's your place, here's your place, and he's just so like, it's dude, crazy, that's dude. Level, it's right? off the chain. Yeah, that's that other yeah, level. That's yeah, other level, that's that wine other level. Yeah, Joe so Rogan Mr. ain't even doing that. Nah, nah, nah. Mr. Joe Beast. Rogan is getting high talking to Post Malone for eight hours about <laughs> aliens. 
That's about it. Yeah, but you still listen. I did. I was there for the whole eight hours too. I know. I still have. I said I can't get back, but damn. Did you see the? Were you the one that sent me the Post Malone and Nirvana thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing was crazy. I love that. Um, that yeah. that's one of my for the music part. Like that's that's one of my goals. Like post. Yeah. You get posty. Fuck yeah. I mean post. I mean, because he's already kind of done it. You know what I mean? Like, during COVID, he got with, like, Dave Navarro and some other cool dudes. Mm-hmm. And they got in the, like, when Kurt Cobain was all whacked out on heroin and got in dresses. And the guys all got whacked out and, like, just jammed. Like, and they just did it. And he sat there and drank Bud Light and cigarettes and <laughs> did what Post does. And, yeah. like, played Nirvana shit for, <laughs> like... Good. An hour and a half, two hours. I don't know. It was crazy. It was during COVID. Like, it was just like, holy shit. Like, that was awesome. That was real. Mm. You've been around music like that, too. Like, where when you strip it down and it's acoustic Mm. or it's the raw shit, like, nothing, nothing compares to that. So that's, that's what we're going to bring back and, you know, get, get some of these guys that people haven't heard them do that. They, Mm. They haven't heard that side of it they don't you know because like that was what was so beautiful about nirvana unplugged was when nirvana came out it was way before you were even born mm-hmm. you know nirvana was so hard it was like when punk or heavy metal first came out everybody was like what the hell is this like they couldn't see past that guys were jumping around screaming breaking shit breaking their guitars you yeah. know, doing all this crazy stuff. They, they couldn't see past that. Mm-hmm. But then you get him whacked out on heroin, throw him on MTV Unplugged, hand him an acoustic guitar, give the guys set up all acoustic, and say, play your set. And these dudes sit there and do it, and they're like, holy shit, I've never heard the song like that before. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to capture and bring back. So. Yeah, give a lot of people heroin and just tell them to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's that. great, great business this, plan, this is right? A business idea, right? Yeah, it's a business idea, one hundred percent. You what? You don't you don't think it's a good idea? No, no, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you can keep a medical staff on 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 the side. If someone gets close, give them a what is it? Not naproxen. It's a. I'm not going to ask why you know all this. <laughs> so you're trying to throw this on me, and then you're over here answering all these questions. Not sure what to say about that, Dean. I mean, we could we could start talking about like what music and mu- movies you've <laughs> not heard or seen, and you know, I could you know totally go down that alley because that's one thing, Biz. You guys gave me so much shit on that episode about movies I hadn't seen. Do you know that out of my three nephews, from my older brother, the amount of classics i mean absolute classics these guys have never seen how many just throw out movies i'll tell you if i've watched them or not just start yeah. like 10 biz, biz go start in like go late 80s early 90s and just name some classics we'll do simple stuff indiana jones and no. the raiders of the lost ark the first one no i haven't seen any of them the star first, wars star you've seen, I haven't the first seen star wars I haven't seen star trek Keep going. Shit. Keep going. How you feeling now, Dean? The original 1984 Poltergeist. No. I've never heard of that. You've never even heard of that? No. He's 22. Shit. The Goonies. 
What's it about? Damn. <laughs> See, I told you. Wait, 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 wait. Gremlins. No, but I've Ewoks. seen I've seen funny pictures of them. I haven't seen the movie though. Kind of like Baby Yoda, but just whacked out. And yeah, crazy. I've seen pictures on social media, but just because uh, they're like in memes. Keep going. Jesus. Keep going. Um, oh, Dean, what you can't so, handle? The heat? So, what's a classic movie for you? Would probably be like the first Matrix. Yeah, I've seen the Matrix series. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. So we're talking about like '97 and on. Have you seen Fight Club? Yeah. Let's see. Okay, Fight Club counts. That's that's classic. Footloose. No. Top Gun. Not the first. I just watched the newest one. I didn't My watch all the time first favorite one. movie. Evolve, 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 all of all times. Martin Scorsese. Come on, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Come on, what is it, Garrett? Not, it's not. I the guy. know this too. I'm so bad at this. I've seen it though. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have seen Goodfellas. Wait. Yeah, hey, no, good. no. 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 I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. He's I was thinking about. Uh, He's not. I was thinking that. about Reservoir Dogs. I think. Okay. No. That counts. That counts. Yeah. Okay. No. I love. I love Tarantino. So I watched a lot of his. Oh, stuff. Also, you know, Pulp Fiction. You've seen all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. But see, that's more of a cult following that you will go back and. Godfather. Look for. No. You've 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 got to watch that that and Goodfellas. You just gotta just. Sopranos. No. Entourage. No. Okay. Well, hold on. Screw it. Let's go reverse. What is your favorite movie? Do you have one? Uh, 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 no, the Imitation Game was one I really liked a lot. It was like uh, decoding the, the Enigma uh, during the was it World War One? Scarface. Or World War yeah, I think I've seen Scarface. Yeah, See, the one with yeah. Al Pacino. He gave I you I think so. I've you would watch Scarface. more stuff like uh, uh, damn it, what's his name that makes all the like like Tenant. Yes, Tenet was crazy. See, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was crazy. See, it's not about the classics. You got to find the type of person he is. Because when you just said... The All thing right, about DJ Tenet, Biz. Just like- <laughs> DJ Biz. I don't even care where you go with this. Well, go, music? Go, go music. Shit. Go music. No, I can't. Because I want to drop the mic on my brother right now. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, is think, messed I, up, Dean. I think, I think you'll, you'll do better than I, because I, my crates run so deep that it, it may even miss you on a lot of things. So you start <laughs> first. Rolling Stones. No, they're, they're a magazine to me. God. Led Zeppelin. Damn. Uh, I think I forced myself to listen to like half an album on a plane once. And he said forced himself. Yeah. Genesis. Uh, Phil Collins, no, come no. on. Phil Collins. Is, is it a, a car thing? or a band? Well, it's a church I go to, so. <laughs> okay. so no, no, but fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that was the first thing in my head. I'm like Genesis. Genesis. Oh, yeah, yeah. What chapter? What verse? <laughs> uh, Sex Pistols. No. Rage Against the Machine. Uh, the one popular song that they have. Stone Temple Pilots. No. Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pearl Jam. No. Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Aerosmith. No. Limp Biscuit. No. Damn. Uh, of course, Eminem. So we get on to the rap yeah, stuff. Eminem, yeah, yeah, yeah. M, Dre, 50, all that's That's easy. That's yeah. that's too easy. Band stuff? Eh, I don't know. But, but you know what, though? Okay, He's, Dean says he was born before 9-11. I was so. born in 2001. So. Oh, 2001. Yeah, that's not, but you know what? No, but here's the crazy thing about that. I mean, that. I'm going 90s. But so no, but I here's something like that's that crazy. Fair. You said Michael Jackson. I don't actually listen to him though. I just no, know but you know who he is. <laughs> yes. No, my, my son is nine, and yeah. he, he is upset. No, he's oh, he obsessed. He can sing every Jackson. For, and Mike died way before my son was born, mm-hmm. and he knows all of it. Like there's just certain things that that 
like you said, you use Michael Jackson as an example, and you don't even listen. There's certain things that are just timeless, classic, that yeah. will never go. Elvis, like these are things that will outlive all of us and never go away. Mm-hmm. So certain things do resonate, but it's fair to say, being born in 2001, I have... I, I, I'm pulling up my Apple Music. I'm just going to scroll and when it stops. Beastie Boys. I mean, Boys. this is not fair. No. Oh, yeah. I got Jordans older than him. <laughs> That's fact. I have like four pair of Jordans that were I had before you were thought of, and they're still in great shape. <laughs> Never I will never that forget up. that comment right there. In- Incubus. No. Sublime. Yes, but only because I like like two songs. Oh, from my crib. Three Eleven. Notorious B.I.G. Three Eleven. Yeah. Three Eleven. Amber was the song, right? Yeah. Notorious B.I.G. Biggest just because there's like two songs. Tupac. Just there's like one or two songs. All the ones I say no to, like I literally have not. I don't know a single song. Like I haven't. Okay, so I, I've heard. Good? Like I've heard Aerosmith, but I do, like of the name Aerosmith, but I've never heard an Aerosmith so song. So when you get in your I've car, right? So it. when you get in your car right now, who are you listening to? If you had your personal choice, hit Spotify, whatever. You don't want to know the answer to this. Yeah, no, a lot of indie stuff, like uh, Briston Roney, Sampha. Uh, Sampha, I know Sampha. Yeah, Creedence he, he Clearwater. Did, Drake, uh, heard the name, don't know the songs. But like I said, once again, now we're talking they, about, we're like, talking generational. Yeah, yeah. but how, yeah. how much did you ride around with your grandma, your mom, your dad? And listen to all, that's why I'm so old school, because of the stuff. B.B. King, that, Eric Clapton. Stevie Ray Vaughan. I know all those as great guitar but see, players. But they're, but they're classics that we're talking about our parents. What would be the classics that would be considered to his generation? So his dad would be the is 90s. your age. Did, did Pops ride around listening to all the stuff that we listened no. to? I mean, I'm wondering what he... I'm really questioning what he rode around listening no, to. What did your dad roll uh, around listening to? Geez. Britney Spears, Christina yeah, Aguilera? Listen to some opera, some opera. Opera? Yeah, opera. What else he listened so, so to? So what, what so opera did you very, get exposed to? Your very cultured. Uh, Bolicelli. Andrea Bolicelli. Bolicelli. See? That's it. That's See? It. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really hey, don't some know. Some people's what's dads ride around listening to shit like NPR all day and really yeah. kill their kids in the car like that. So. He would just turn on the radio. Like he would just like turn on like 106.1 or whatever. And roll. And roll, yeah. So you know who Kid Craddock is? Yeah. Well, he okay. died, right? Yeah, yeah. He did die. Kid Rock. What, what about name. like Judas Priest? Hell no. I know dad really liked that brand. But Kiss? I uh, yeah, I know dad liked the band. Metallica? I'm, I'm not stuff I listen to. ACDC. Names I recognize, not stuff I listen to. I mean, it, it failure, <laughs> failure alert, failure alert. But it's not on you. We're not putting it on you. It's just, yeah, it's no, just, I just since since my brother's on here, you know, adamantly commenting, I wanted to just you know point. So you're like, come out. on, man, damn, come uh, on. I'm working on getting my nephews a little more cultured these days. I'll I'll, I'll say now, like listening to, so like I tried to listen to um, Little Peep. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Lil Peep, like X. See? That was that old uh, stuff. See, I can go there. The stuff. I can hit stuff he'll hit. Um, I took him to, you know what? He he got to do something really cool. And literally, it was weeks before he died. Yeah, within a month of within him dying. Within a month yeah. of him dying, he got into vinyl for a little bit and was like trying to do some vinyl stuff. I took him to Bill's Records. He got Ooh. to meet old man Bill, like literally a few weeks before he died. Like... That, you can't do that again. Like, <laughs> Old Man Bill, that was one of the coolest old school record stuff. I wish he could have seen the old school one on, like, Preston, loved, Greenville Avenue. That. I would have loved that. Just, like, yeah. just the, the, the art of vinyl is just the art within itself. Because here's one thing that you'll never see again. A vinyl record, the album cover 
how much work went into the artwork mm -hmm. of just the album cover alone because it had to say something, it had to mean something, had to stick out, and had in to front stick of all out. Of them. All of that. I mean, album covers alone. I used to decorate my rooms, and I would buy two of every album so I can have one to put on the wall and one to put in my crate. Because there were certain ones. I got my butt kicked off because my mom was pissed off. Because if you ever look up Google the Ohio players, mm. and if you look at any of the album covers, the outside is cool. But when you open it up, that was my introductory to like sexuality because it was always some butt naked woman. <laughs> like one of the names of the album was called Honey, and you she think was my called, yeah. Anyway, are bad. but yeah, just. But that was but that was a work of art within itself. If you think about a Kiss, Kiss was just something. Man, to go to a Kiss concert as a kid was mind blowing. Mm. Parliament Funkadelic had the same effect. Just it was funk versus, but it was just, it's like crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there just since you brought that up. I, and because my nephew's on here and, you know, I like doing things like this. So, you know, the first joint I ever smoked in my life was with P-Funk. Really? With George himself? George himself. And first joint I ever quick. smoked when I was 15 years old. Oh, How 15? did that happen? Uh, without getting myself in too much trouble Statue here, I don't see my mom bro. on here right Statue now. Statue of limitations, so. you good now. Yeah, yeah, Statue of limitations expired. So when I lived in Connecticut, my best friend's little sister, or his older sister, I had the biggest, like, crush on. Mm. And she was the hell in that family. I mean, like, this girl was off the chain, wild. Like... She always dated older guys, all this crazy shit. She got really messed up into drugs. Um, she took us to New York one night. We weren't supposed to go to New York. You know, that's, that's like a 30-minute train ride. You know, like, we went to New York. And her boyfriend was, like, the bouncer at the bar. He got both of us in. We were 15 at the time. And George Clinton and the P-Funk was playing. So... I set, never experienced that. We got backstage hanging out, and this dude, I mean, I didn't even know what a joint was, and they were <laughs> passing this thing around, and I was like, cool, yeah. I didn't want to be the weird man out, you know? Yeah. Like So I hit that thing, and yeah, I don't even think I got high the first time, but I mean, I was so on a high just from being in a bar in New York City yeah. and being around all that. Like, I mean, who knows? <laughs> like, But yeah, literally, first joint I ever smoked, George Clinton and the P-Funk. Yeah. True story. I don't know who P Funk is, but uh. Yeah. Parliament, <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic. It is the it, it is they're the children of James Brown, you can kinda say what made funk but like I don't know who that is. You know who James Brown is though, right? No. Okay, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, if you I'm could see go business face right now, you know it's totally not fine. Screen. Yeah, Dean. If you could see business face, did you hear what Alex said? It's totally not fine. Donna says ZZ Top. That's classic. Come on, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. I know the name. They all the look songs. like Garrett. <laughs> Beards. Except stuff. down to like here. Yeah, they're, they. Yeah, I just know the name. Like, the thing now is that because I'm so like accustomed to the music that I listen to, like I tried to force myself to listen to like the the classics, like classic rock, and those. And I just like I don't like you it. Do, but it doesn't you. resonate with you. That's fine because it just doesn't. There's certain. It's, everything doesn't resonate like metal music and the guys that were screaming ah, I, I can't I tried I, you, two I just, do, you two do have something in common though hmm. his exhaust does sound a lot like your exhaust oh okay good it makes <laughs> a lot of noise and pisses people off Biz yep. got so mad when I got my new car that my exhaust was so much louder than his truck oh, really? he cut his pipes off <laughs> literally straight pipe 
Coyote, straight pipe. Straight pipe. It's ridiculous. And when it starts up in the oh, morning, yeah, my yeah. neighbors come outside and just be like, really? I'm like, sorry. Sorry. It's not even cold yet. That's asshole. Wait. My my street, like I usually have to come uphill on the street like at night. So you gotta push it. Feel bad. You're gonna know who James Brown is when you get home. Just so you know your mom <laughs> your mom's gonna make sure you get a little music education tonight. Just hey, just y'all literally watch the movie called Get On Up with Chadwick Bozeman. That lays it out so sweet. You, right, you'll have a great appreciation for it. And so all the funk and all these other people we talked about, you'll see where they came from if you want. Mm-hmm. And the movie is very entertaining. All right, let's transition this. I didn't do this just to rip on my brother a little bit. Well, I kind of did. He did. We all agree I did. But what, where do you get inspiration for content that you create now? Like, where... Where does your inspirations come from? Like, yeah, just what music, like. what movies, like what, where, where, where does this come from for you? Like, where, where do you go to find inspiration when you're not, you know, let's say it's a bad Alex day. Like, you know, everybody has bad days. So yeah. when you're looking for inspiration, what, what do you go to? Uh, yeah, so this is the way I kind of think about it. So like the, the content is so what I call like the the content equation you also call it the, the brand equation you have the what the the content you have this equation of why plus how equals what okay so there's these two things the why and the how that put together create the what the content so your why is like it's like the the light okay it's the reason why you do what you do so like my why I don't want people to feel left out. I don't want people to feel alone. I want to um, share like lessons that I wish I knew earlier on to other people. I want people to avoid the mistakes I made. Like I have my reason for doing what I do. I have my why, okay? And you and I can have the same why. Yeah. What's different, what really changes is... We actually do. That's what's really scary <laughs> and weird. The, the difference is so you got like the light. Like we both have like this similar light, Okay. The how is what I would call the filter. It's like the human filter that you as Garrett have, okay? So it's like if we take the same light that, the camera can see it, but we take the same light and then we put a, like a, your filter is blue and my filter is red. The same light is coming through this, but what comes out is a different thing. It's a different what, the content is different. So I'm having a bad day, like I'm thinking about my why. Like why do I create content? Why do I do what I do? Because I want others to know they're not alone in what they're doing. They, I want others to know, like, I'm struggling to get out of this state. I want to help myself get out of the state. What can I share? Well, I can share, hey, I'm in this state, and I've had a great month, and I have no reason to be down right now. I feel down. I feel horrible. So I'm going to talk about that so you don't feel alone in that. I can talk about how I'm helping myself get out of this state. I can talk about, my like, why it's possible I could be in this state. Like, I'm just, like, the the way that I share those things, like the, the concept that comes out is from the why and then my how and my how is like where I get my inspirations from. Okay, so like the music I like, the kind of pictures I like. I like symbolism. I like hard light. I like cinematic things. Um, I like a lot of B-roll and the stuff I watch. And so this is where I pull from inspirations of like, I like this person's stuff. I like this person's stuff. I like warm colors. I don't like cool colors. I like like, there's all these different, like, what things that I like, right? It's, like, personality, flavorful stuff, uh, and then the content comes out. So, um, what would come out of me on a bad day? Like, those sort of things. Like, here's where I am, and here's how I am feeling right now, and, yeah. I'm just, like, 
that's that's how the content would come. Like, I don't really have to think about the content. Like, I really don't. Like, I'm not like, what am I going to create today? I'm, I'm just like, I want to create today. Okay. I'm just looking inside myself. Like, it's less about, like, this is why it's like the brand equation, like the content equation. It's less of like, let me create my brand. Let me create my why. Let me create my how. That way content comes out. Are you going to create Garrett? Or am I going to create Alex? Like, no. I'm yeah. discovering my why I'm discovering my how like it's it's a discovery not a creation yeah when you're personal like it's a personal thing it's a personal brand personal stuff like you are discovering you are not creating if we're about to make a business right now and like we want to make the next manscaped we want to make the next old spice we want to make, make a lawnmower company like whatever it is you get to like flat you got a blank canvas you can create whatever you want to create because that's like it's an empty thing we're all coming together as a team to make this we can throw whatever we want up on there yeah. there's no blueprint there's no DNA of that thing white, open, freaking blank canvas. If we're making Garrett's personal brand, you are not a blank canvas. Like, you have your history, you have your past, you have your experiences, and it's about discovering what's already there and just, that's your blueprint, that's your DNA. Now, how can we accentuate it? How can we, like, grow it? How can we make it, like, more pleasant to watch through social media? So, yeah, I wouldn't think so much about the content as I would, I feel like creating content today. Now, some days I would just be, like, bad, and I'm like, I don't feel like creating content, and that's it. And I may, like, muster myself up to go, I don't feel like creating content. Like I make, I don't feel like creating content today. It's just one of those days. Um, that's it. And maybe I don't even post that day. Maybe it's the next day. Maybe the next day I come back and think about and talk about like yesterday I didn't feel like creating content. It was just a bad day. So, but it's the reason why I do what I do that comes through. So the, the other way I look at it is it's like, if you can get like metaphysical and, and symbolic with me, your why is like your spirit your how is like your soul and then the what that comes out is just a result it's just the body it's just the thing that it lives inside of right the why is so much deeper it's so much more philosophical and like your reason for doing what you're doing the how is just your personality it's your soul it's your mind it's your emotions so don't you wish you had this kind of understanding at 21 years old (laughs) i don't have it at 51 years old. i know right like it's sometimes i sit and talk with my nephew or nephews and this is the kind of conversations we have and it's <laughs> mind blowing to me cause I don't have kids, but Holy shit. <laughs> like as much as I can knock Dean for, uh, not educating him on some things, he's obviously done some things right. And look what they look, what these guys are doing. So, um, yeah, a lot of sacrifice, like dropping out of school and stuff. Like I got my party. I would say I got my party phase like early. Like, I was throwing parties sophomore year, junior year. Like, went through all the drugs and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm done by, like, end of junior year. So mm-hmm. then it was like, now what do I want to do with my life? Like, it wasn't like, let me go through college and years and past college, go to bars and stuff. Like, I that I got it all, like, knocked out of the way. Like, that's the way I kind of look at it. Is I, I knocked it out so early. I was like, okay, now I don't I don't have the money to go to bars and do stuff either. So, like, how do I want to live my life? And so, yeah, just, like, I mean, what do you do when you, like, I you just read books and you just spend time watching it? Like, I... I don't know who said it, but it's like I, I stand, I can see like this because I stand on the shoulders of giants. Like not because I'm, I'm myself like there, but just because I'm just standing on the shoulders of giants. Man, clip that for his uh, comment right there. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to get to some deeper questions now too. Mm-hmm. Just because I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. What's your favorite color? What's, no. And that's a deeper question. No, like, all right, so how, how would you define and what's the difference to you between purpose and passion? Oh, uh, my passion is 
making music, my purpose is for someone to feel something through the music. I don't know. That's the only thing that comes to mind that I can, like, that's just, like, off the... And what kind of music do you make? Um... Currently. Right now, yeah, right now, I really would just pick up a guitar and just kind of just go at it, really. Yeah. Nothing, I'm, like, not producing anything right now just because i got to focus more on the business. And, uh, yeah. But in the past, it's just more indie stuff, so more, like, drums, maybe a pad in the back, like a synth in the back, and then um, the guitar, and then, like, the creative, like, dropout of the guitar or, like, dropout of the drums or the long extended periods. Like, those are the things I really enjoy. Or, like, you hear, like, right before, like, the chorus, like, the, all the sound cuts. Like, there's no sound for that, you know, half a bar. Yeah. And making that moment, like, the last words that were said, like, be really big. And then the drop be bigger. Like, you know, the drums pick up, double pace, whatever it is. Like, I enjoyed that stuff more than I enjoyed, like, incredible production and stuff flowing right, left, and, you know, ooh, like... I, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, the inner, like, the albums, like, for instance, Logic's, uh, the Incredible True Story album, that album was less of a music album, and more of, like, it's obviously an album, there's music, but it was, like, a story, like, start to finish, they're, like, on a ship, like, trying to find a new planet, because Earth had been destroyed, and so they were trying, so, like, through this album, there's, like, four or five interludes of, like, the story, and what's happening, each song is kind of, like, related to, like, them arriving in a new place, or doing a new thing, or, discovering something so like i love that like i love like a story being told through an album um like if i were to drop when i know that when i do music i don't want it's not gonna be an album like you're never just gonna like i was dropping an album i was dropped a thing it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a short film combined with an album combined with an experience combined with a like clothing and nft or whatever it is that goes with it like i don't ever want to just drop like a thing like i want to be able to make an experience out of it. Do you listen to rap music at all? Uh, not now, just because. Do you um, see the DNA? I mean, well, like, well the reason I said that because two people did to. that exact thing and it was amazing. Well, one was um, uh, it's a rapper named Logic. Yeah, Logic. Yeah, yeah. Logic does that storytelling and a lot of. Well, it that's the same Logic, the incredible true story. Oh, that that's you did say. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Saying, the, yeah, yeah. Logic is like, and then uh, what's the name? Uh, Mad City. Um, Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, no. Kendrick Lamar. Yes, yeah, K-Dot, yeah. Kendrick Lamar's album Mad City was a story from the very beginning about going to see a girl all the way, even at the end of the album, what they got like saved. Chance the Rapper. Chance goes crazy. Same thing. I love do. Chance's story. Him and his manager, like, from the, like, they moved into an apartment together, and they're like, we're going to make this work. Him and his manager moved together, and like, that's all we're doing. It's like, we're both going to work jobs to pay rent, but we're going to make he's music He's self-made. He doesn't even, like, he's not even, like, and You ever notice cats like yeah. that are the most humblest in the game? Hmm? Yeah, cats like they are the most yep. hum, humble in the game. Well, Logic ended up doing a book, right? So he literally wrote a book, and then the fo- the main focus is the book, and then he created a soundtrack for the book. So like you'll see in the book, like, hey, play this song. Like this is the the album that accompanies it. So now we've entered this new world. Play this song as you're listening. So to the, the album book. you're talking about is the one with Rick and Morty. Um, the voices the, of Rick and Morty, I think, are the ones that I'm going there, Tammy. Going, oh, just, uh, the one I was talking about with Logic is the, the incredible true story. So it's like the is that blue. The, that's the one before because you know he did Logic and then he has his alter ego, the Quentin Tarantino, the Bob, Bobby Tarantino. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, so, so the one before I think. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just, All right. So that's your mom. Super Mario. He's got the Super Mario song in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So your mom just made a really cool statement, which is where I was kind of about to go with this. So your mom just said music was a metaphor to describe the difference. Between purpose and passion. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? 
because I was going to ask you next. So if music is your passion, but you're doing all this creator stuff, yeah, which also involves music. Music is one the of the creator's things. factory. Where's purpose and passion lie there? Is it the same? Is it different? Yeah. Purpose. So if I, look at, I mean, passion, like I enjoy when it comes to business passion. Like I, I love to see things done in excellency. I love to see things just done really well. Like someone went above and beyond. And like I look at something and I see like, dang, they did that like well. Like they spent time on that. So, like, I love seeing things that are, like, systemized, like, efficient, like, processes are smooth. It's like a well, like, oiled, like, car just functioning just beautifully. So, like, passion-wise, like, I love to see something work so well uh, if, when it comes to, to, to business. Uh, so then the purpose, though, behind the Creators Factory being, um, like, I want the people who are like Michael Jackson to be able to not, like, stop and not, uh, like, just die off and end up dead in a garage you know i want to see them actually like i want to see them in like impact the world um i mean like we put on the website and um i mean i'm christian so there's a lot of things that like the root is it of it is like i want to share like more love with the world i want more people to see jesus like that whole thing we haven't like included that so much in in, like the about or the bio of the business because we're like okay we could just go like this is how to grow as a creator if you're a christian but it's like this is how you grow as a creator in general um, so you would you would limit yourself if you did that. Like yeah. as passionate as you can be about that. Um, well, I also think that if I were, to and limit, it also is a it's a word that scares people. Sometimes. Exactly. So if I were to limit it to Christians too, then the people who would have been impacted by the way that we do things in our excellence, like by mm-hmm. the way that like the community that they would have gotten into, like we would have excluded the very people who we want to include the most. So and help. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, like. Purpose-wise, like, I want to help, like, and kind of a secular level, I want to help, like, amazing artists, amazing creatives be able to understand the business side. And on a deeper level, it's like, I just want to, like, if somebody, if I can help a pastor or someone reach a million people instead of a thousand, well, I want to do that. Like, so that's, like, at a deeper level. Like, that's where it all starts all right. for me, but. All right, so here's a question from the audience. I'm just going to go with this. So would you take on or coach anyone any creator, regardless of their product, persona they push, represent them? No. Or... Yeah, we already de- declined some people. Just because, like, if you're, like, an OnlyFans model, like, I don't want to help you, like, enslave more people to pornography. Or, like, have them... Like, if you're just, like, promoting something I don't want to promote, like, that's the advantage of... Uh, being the owner. Yeah, being the owner, being a capitalist country, where you can just, like, that's... There you go. <laughs> like, I could say yeah. no. So... Yeah, there's people that like I like will reach out to me, and it's unfortunate because I have some friends like from my past and from like my drug days and such that reach out and like, bro, can you help me grow? Like, I know like saw what you do with Hannah and blah, blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, bro, we can sit down sometime. Like, I love you. Let's talk. But what I usually see is they don't follow up, or if they do follow up, I'm like, I really don't want to help you grow. Like, I don't want to help. Yeah, you can't have any passion behind that because they're still not in the right place. I don't want to help. I, you know, I can't put it's my all into awesome that you've in. learned that at such a young age because we all have those friends that, you know, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself by. And if you surround yourself by people that are better than you, you build your team, you put people around you that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. your potential is limitless. Yep. But if you let 
certain people back into your life or you let these people leech back on, it can, it can cause you a lot of heartache, headache, and, and, you know, much worse. I mean, there's certain people in your life. Like, I mean, I have some true great friends, but they're friends, Mm -hmm. you know, like these are people I grew up with, but they still, still do the same shit. Mm -hmm. They are still trapped they are still standing in those same wading boots, you know, like stuck in the mud. It's true. And they think, you know, they have every excuse for why they're still there. They, you know, life was unfortunate. They're not lucky. They're X, Y, Z. They have a million fucking reasons why. A million and one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a million and one. Like, <laughs> so I couldn't true. say it better. Like, but they're always stuck like that. And if you start letting those people back in your life or you start hanging around them again, you can instantly feel that being just sucked mm-hmm. out of you. And when they and ask for help, you're not, and, and you're like, oh, bro, I need some money or I need a place. Like, it's very, like, it's, you can very clearly see the difference between someone who's like run into an unfortunate situation and, and they're, they're going to jump help. off their feet the minute they get some help. Um, and even if you didn't give them help, they would still jump off their feet, just be a little bit slower. Versus yeah. someone who comes in and anything you do for them, anytime you give them, is just enabling them. Yeah. Like, it's just, they're just repeating a pattern, and you're the next person that, like, you're the next victim, really. So, yeah, it's it's no good. Biz. This is Told the, you. This is the way, so I was listening to, um, I don't know, it was like two or three weeks ago, um, the the pastor of, of the church I go to is talking about the difference in the words, um that the Bible uses for love. So like in the English language, we just see the word love. Like that's it. God, for God so loved the world. Like Peter, or, or, yeah, just we just see the word love. And what we don't see is that in the Hebrew, there's four different words. And the main two words that are used are agape and philia. Agape is the word that for love that's used. It's like a holy God's love for us. Like it is an unending no matter what you do, no matter who you are, God loves you endlessly. You can never lose like God's love for you. There's another word that's used and it's the word philia. This is like a friendly, like close connection love. So when I like deal, like deal with the people that come back to my life, like someone reaches out, like, bro, can you help me grow? Like, I know that I'm called to agape them, to love them in like a like godly sense. Like I will never like, it's kind of like hate the sin, don't hate the sinner. Yeah. And so like, I want to help them. Like I want to see the best for them and I want, like, I'm going to love them, but it's an agape love. And so loving them doesn't mean like, yeah, bro, come into my house and just take all my food and take all these things. Like, that's not actually like God's love. And so, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, like, we feel so responsible for other people that come into our life. Yeah. Or like, that come back asking for things. And uh, we are called to love them. Yeah. But no, love, love isn't enabling. I read a not book. Not everyone can be a friend. And that's a, Philia. A good friend of mine that I actually introduced you to earlier. If he's still here, I'll let you sit with him for a little bit. Hopefully he has some time. But Ben Daly... This is a good friend of mine up here that I introduced you to. Ben's actually a pastor at a very big church, and he gave me three books, man. And you you know me enough now that, like, me diving into that, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a little uh, cold water for me. Yeah. A little, little cold water for me. So Ice cold. <laughs> yeah, ice cold water. It's cold plunge. So uh, I read his latest book. It's called Grace. Who's it by? Ben Daly. Oh, it's by him? It's by him. 
He's got three books out. I'm starting the second one, which is called Limitless. Mm-hmm. Limitless from what he's told me. And we haven't, him and I haven't got to sit down and talk about this yet just because I've been traveling and had some other stuff come up. But him and I are going to sit down and talk about this. Grace is an amazing book. And he talks about the grace that God gave all of us mm-hmm. and, and enjoying and appreciating the grace and that's all I'm going to say about that for now, but Limitless, from what he's told me briefly, is Limitless is where he was ready to give it all up, man. Like, he was at his end, like, he felt like he had done everything. He had, you know, poured his life into trying to love God, trying to love Jesus, trying to find a way, mm-hmm. and, you know... He, he just couldn't get there. You know, he still had all those days where he, he hadn't found the grace yet. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like Star Wars, which I know you haven't watched, where he starts from the back and you go backwards. He had me read his current book and I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see why he did that mm-hmm. now after reading the first one. But... Yeah, I think you two would vibe a whole yeah. lot, man. Because like, yeah, cool. you, you've had a talk with me several times, and I hope you don't mind me bringing this up oh, or yeah. mentioning this, but like, uh, there's a mentor in your life that is very close to you that mm-hmm. has taught you a lot and I think has really guided you well and helped you along your journey. Maybe you want to say a little bit about that? I mean, yeah. how, uh, how far you want to go? I mean, I... You know, that's up to you, Yeah, because I could go really far. Um, I feel like... I'll go here. There were... Like, I grew up in the church. There was... Uh, like, I've gone to public school. I've gone to private school. And I feel like public school is almost easier. Because private school was so, like, clicky. And the groups are so tight. And all these things. And I started to ask questions, like, at private school. Like, hey, what about crystals? Hey, what about tarot cards? Hey, what about this? What about that? And, like... The, the teachers, like, looked at me and called me out, and it's like, that's satanic. Like, how could you ask questions about that? And so, like, here I am at a private school where, like, you are – where teachers and those are supposed to be pulling you, like, towards God, and, like, instead I'm, like, being, like, separated from out, – like, outcast from – and all I'm doing is, like, I'm just asking questions because I've just seen these things. I've just, you know. Yeah, you're um, naturally very, very inquisitive. Yeah, I'm curious. Just uh, – yeah, so um, – there was, there was a woman in my life, and then uh, there was a man like the mentor. Uh, and both of those were the only times that I've able, like, I've ever, like, I, it was, it was these two people, I looked in their eyes, and there was this, like, they, they talked about God, and it was similar to, like, other people who talked about God. They talked about Christianity, and it's similar to other people who talked about Christianity. But when I looked in their eyes, they had a, like, I, I, it sounds so cringy and, like, I, they just had this sparkle, like, for life. They had this joy for life. They had this, like, love for life that, like, I was like, you can't, like, you can't fake that. Like, you just can't. And, like, the, when they said things, it wasn't like they were debating them or academically trying to Convince place them before me. Yeah, they were just like, mind. this is true. That's it. And I could see 100% in their eyes, like, it was true. But here's the, here's the, the crazy part, is it wasn't like, yeah, it's true, God loves you. It's not like, it's true, my friend, my friend was paralyzed. Someone came up and said, you've been paralyzed since you were 17 years old. They put their hand on them, 
and they said, God's healing you right now, and then they walked and never used a wheelchair from then on. And I looked in their eyes, and I saw how true that was, and I was like, this isn't possible. Like, there's, there's just not, there's no way, there's just no way. Like, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. And so, um, yeah, I've, I've had a mentor who, um, I actually see him tomorrow, I'm really excited, but um, he just, he just opened up and just kind of shared things that, um, and it was really just the love that I experienced, like, from him, but it was, like, God through him that uh, just changed my life, and, um, yeah, I couldn't have asked uh, for more, but just as I've, um, as I've, like, grown in my journey, it's just been me seeing, like, impossible things. Like, there was yeah. one time, like, I had a, a dream that was, um, like, I had, like, a verse in my dream, and then that same exact verse, like, I had three people, three different occasions the next day. It was, like, it was on the back of a truck. It was, like, a person came up and said, like, hey, I was just thinking about this verse and thinking of you, and, like, another thing. It's, like, there's, like, these, like, small, like, instances where that built my faith of, like, there's just no, like, denying. There's just no debating that. But, um, yeah, like, it was my, my faith was initially built on, on seeing, like, seeing God through mentors, seeing God through others. And that's, like, I mean, that's why we have, like, family in our life, like, parents in our life, to be able to see um, yeah. you know, like God through them as well. So, well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you found that in your life and that you have that. Uh, it's obviously done you well. <laughs> it's led you down some good paths. Yeah, I mean, I, got I, fun know, I know you yeah, trying to give like the abbreviated, like not the yeah. like seeing spirits or like seeing people un, like healed from and seeing people like phase through. Like, there's crazy stuff that like I know we have like no time left, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's all important to recognize. I mean, you haven't taken the easiest path. People have beat you up for the choices you've made at times. You know, I, I admired. I, I didn't go to college either. Mm-hmm. Um, I did graduate high school, walked the stage, did all that. You did yours a little differently. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you've chosen your path, but man, I, I can't be prouder of you or happier for you. Like I know Thank you're you. on the right path, man. And I love you. And love you man, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm glad you came on the show and did this. Cause yeah, this is fun. That's, I was nervous, uh, but I was like, oh, this is scary. It's not go gear. Yeah, yeah, man. You just get to sit back and talk, man. But, like, you shared a lot of really good knowledge with people, man. And I really thank you for that. Because I, I said earlier, like, our purpose and passions are very aligned. Mm. Like, they're very similar. Like, I see so much of me and you when I was your age it's kind of freaky and it's really <laughs> weird. I mean, it's as freaky as all the stuff is with your dad. And, you know, for those of you that don't know that story, I'm going to tell that really, really quickly because I've been told we got to get off the air here really fast. But, you know, I'm going to save that story because I'm going to bring Dean on here really soon. Yeah, and I'll share that'll that be good. Story. I'll br- coming I'll bring, soon. You yeah, just got coming, a cliffhanger. Coming soon. I'll bring the old man on here and tell that story. Um, but, you know, to you know, to know after your dad passed that you had a half-brother or sister that was out there and that you'd probably never find them, and then to find that piece of your family. And they're like 15 minutes away from you. And they live 15 minutes away <laughs> from you when they were born in Ohio and adopted at three days old. And, 
you know, and to know the journey and the struggle my dad went on, your grandfather, you know, like to know what he went on to try to find you guys and like everything else, like, you know, and then to find out that like we walked in circles for years within a five mile radius and then to find you guys like that's just I mean, it's amazing. Like I'm going to save that story. That story is coming out. I will have my brother on here soon. We're going to do it. Maybe we'll bring the tattoo guy. We've been talking about getting a tattoo together. Do you know that? Your dad and I have been talking about it. We were supposed to do it with TJ, but he already went ahead and got his. Dang, of course TJ did. Of course did. TJ did. But, uh, you know, like, so we got to end the show with the same thing we do every time on Common Sense. Yeah. So. Kissing? Whoa, bro. Whoa. Whoa, bro. Come on. Come on. Whoa. Ugh. You see what I had to put up with? Y'all y'all feel what I had to put up with? Anyways, all right, man. Here it is. Yeah. So it's Common Sense Podcast. Uh-huh. We share a lot of common sense, yeah. knowledge, yeah. help people not make the same mistakes. So yeah. microphone is yours. Not that it hasn't been all day, yeah. but you get to share your two cents. Like, this could be your two cents of advice. It. It doesn't have to be about shit we talked about already. Yeah. It could just be something weighing on you, something you want to share, something you feel inspired to share, you want to say. It's literally can be about whatever. Like, but you get to give us Alex's two cents. Yeah. You want to shave before you get in the shower? Because if you take a shower and then you shave after, what happens is, like, you realize, like, I should have shaved before because then you've like gotten clean and you've shaved. Now you got like shavings all over you and then you're like, dang, like I need to shower again. So just make sure you shave like before you get in the shower. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the most classic two cents we have had in two seasons. <laughs> classic. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm, you, I'm you, like you, speechless about man. that. There you go. There's your two cents. All right, y'all. We got to bounce. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. This show is near and dear to my heart for a lot of obvious reasons, but as y'all can see, I have a brilliant young nephew that, you know, is doing a lot of positive things. I want to encourage that, obviously, but I think y'all got to learn a lot from this show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to have a comedian on here. First time we've ever had a comedian. Well, technically by trait, profession, whatever you want to say. Yeah. We're going to have a comedian on here next week, so... I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Until next time, peace, love, and happiness. Y'all be good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs>